He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, and Sam Humphreys with you on a Friday. It's a Masters Friday. That's right. We are just about at the midway point of the tournament. Just a few groups left on the course as we come in today to recap the first half of the Masters. And it's Justin Rose sitting by himself at seven under par. Just behind him, Will Zalatoris and Brian Harmon. On the back for Brian Harmon, of course, is Scott Tway, friend of the show from here in the state of Oklahoma. Gentlemen, it's been a good, good week at the Masters. Obviously, Justin Rose uh, will have both the 18 and the 36-hole leads, and some very big names will be missing the cut. Just top of your head, Taylor, takeaways from days one and two at Augusta. Well, I know that, like you said, we, we're watching the last groups finish up, and on the on the screen currently is Rory. And the only thing I could say about that is, man, what in the world is going on? I mean this. I mean this guy hey, is this guy is definitely. Am I allowed to say I called it? If we're going to talk about it. Rory, you called you it. Called it. You called it. You I called thought there it. was no way. I said there's a good chance he misses the cut this week, Rory. I, I'd say that chance is about 100%. <laughs> now it's 100%. <laughs> it is, but at the yeah. start of the week, you know, obviously I didn't think it was a surefire thing. I wouldn't take the 3 to 1 bet with my dad before, but I was saying <laughs> he was he he had oh, been you playing. Taken that would have paid out. He had really. oh, <laughs> 3 to 1 odds you'd be eating pizza for a month. Yeah, I would have been got those three pizzas back that I paid y'all. But but anyways, no, but what I what I meant by that was Rory just didn't look like his best form. And what I really didn't like about Rory was listening to him before the week when most of these guys at least try to, you know, spew some BS uh, and and talk about how good they've been playing. Rory was just honest and said that he wasn't playing any good. You know, he, he was still trying to find everything. And, and I don't – I hate what I saw out of Rory this week. Yeah, Taylor, what more were you saying? I was just going to say, I mean, it's, it's clear that he's doing – Pretty um, on the same line of what Spieth was doing before he started to come around. He's out there playing golf swing. It's clear. I mean, we saw him um, while the coverage. Um, I was waiting for the main coverage to come on at two. I was watching live from, and they had showing people on the range, and saw Rory out there, and Pete Cowan was out there with with him, and he's just working so much on technical positions. And even yesterday, he talked about how um, he felt good, except on uneven lies, and that was what what really threw him off. But well, I mean, there's not he, very many of those at Augusta, so yeah, yeah, everything's real flat out there from what everyone says, at least what I've heard. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's just clear. And really, honestly, guys, I mean, it's – I don't want to disrespect any of the other guys up there by leading with Rory, but the fact that he's looks this loss is unbelievable. But he's not the only one, guys. I mean, look at some of these names that are going to miss the cut. Um, uh, Kuchar, one of my pick, going to miss the cut by one. Thanks a lot. Um, Brooks Kepka going to miss the cut. Um, how, about, a lot. how about Patrick Cantlay by a mile? Patrick Cantlay is going to miss the cut, absolutely. Um, DJ, if he actually, if he makes a bogey on these last two holes, may miss the cut. Jason Day missed the cut. Um, Matt Wolf, local guy, made a nice uh, eight on the first hole today to end up um, down at 11 over, so he will not be playing yep. the weekend. Um, a real popular pick by a lot of people, guys. Sung J M, 13 over. 
What in the world well, happened you there? You know, he, he struggled on number 15 yesterday. He, he was greenside in two, by the way. Yeah. Made a nine. Made that a was nine. one of the craziest things. he went back in front of the water and hit it in the water again. That's yes. how he made his nine. That pond on 15, it, it'll definitely sneak up on you. And some guys found it today. DJ found it today. Uh, Spieth would have found it yesterday had his ball not hit the stick. I said this this morning. I went on saying with your dad, Craig Humphreys, the hump man, on the animal. And I was like, that's the most important shot of day one, I think, in the tournament. It might end up being 100%. the most important shot of the tournament. If it misses the flag, it goes in the water and i think there's a really good chance he makes double instead he makes three that's a four shot swing guys and and he's sitting at five under right now just a couple shots off the lead uh so that was obviously huge and then a couple more guys to that might miss the cut kuchar's definitely going to miss the cut at four yep. over and Berger as well one of my picks he's f- uh four is over he, through four? 14 four okay. over through 14 he's about to play 15 so you need him birdie and so i so, need a birdie from him uh and, Sir, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry i was gonna say sergio garcia popular picks on 18 right now and he's four over so he, he will need to birdie there to uh to get to the weekend and so, then yeah. you were it, talking about 15 matsuyama uh got really fortunate about 30 <laughs> minutes ago hit it in front hit like a whatever long iron uh into the front hill of 15 and it actually hopped up and bounced forward Which something we never don't happens see very I mean, the often. ball never hops up on 15 and it did for Hideki Patrick Reed has moved in the wrong direction today I know we're all very happy to see this he took a lost ball on 13 can't believe he didn't just drop one and call it his uh yeah yeah I was playing a three guys <laughs> I was playing a three it's right here behind the azaleas uh but let's talk about Justin Rose who went out and played and, and I'm not exaggerating whenever I say this strokes gained in the analytics bear it out Justin Rose played one of the best rounds in Masters history yesterday in an afternoon in which the scoring average was higher than 74 for the afternoon wave. He shot 65. If he would have birdied 18, it would have been the best round in Masters history from a strokes gain perspective. Instead, he has to settle for one of the five best rounds in Masters history. And he won me a little bit of money yesterday, which I appreciated. I ran him out as a contrarian play in some pools, but we hadn't seen him really since he withdrew with the back injury at the API. And here he is leading the Masters after 18 and leading the Masters after 36. Yeah, I mean, he, he came out of nowhere besides that uh, that second place finish over in Saudi or wherever it was hadn't had anything better than like 32nd or something like that so really just coming out of nowhere and you know one th- two things about Rose one is that he was what one over through seven or two over through seven one over- about yesterday yeah, yesterday. yesterday he was two over through seven right and, and then he went, a seven under. he went nine under on his next 10 yeah, yeah. and then That's part 18. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not bad. And then today, I'm give give Rose a lot of credit. Today he got back down to uh, and I don't know if he ever four, dropped down to three, but I know he got four, to four, four under. Yep. Yeah, and then was able to get and it. And then back. he stayed at four under for a while. He was four under through twelve, and then ended up birdieing thirteen, fourteen. Uh, I mean, sorry, thirteen, Th- thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. Yeah, 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 thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. That's correct. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with Rose is people forget. Uh, that he was number one in the world entering the 2019 Masters. Uh, you know, that is he, crazy. I forget that it's that recent. Justin Justin Rose led after round one in 2004, 2007, and 2008. In those years, he finished tied for 22nd, tied for fifth, tied for 36th. In those first rounds, he shot 67, 69, 68. Yesterday, he shot a 65. But this round didn't even compare. And I don't know. Everyone's been talking about, you know, what the best five rounds are, or that it was the best fifth best round analytically, excuse me, uh, in Masters history. I would love to see what those rounds are because I cannot remember a round better than what I saw Justin Rose play yesterday. Uh, with those crispy greens like concrete out there, I did not see seven under. And I don't, e- I don't think Justin Rose did either. No, absolutely not, especially not when he's two over after seven. Yeah, you'd say, what in the world's going on? on and 
you know, two things. One is that, you know, notice how crisp uh, the and how brown the greens looked yesterday and just look how nice they look today. It just goes to show that sub-air system and what Augusta can do is just extravagant and just the resources they have is immaculate. And I, I give them credit because they were getting a lot of slack um, yesterday, which is kind of weird because you either set the course up too easy or you set it up too hard. There's no happy medium when it comes to the golfing world. So um, credit to Augusta because I felt like they set the course up um, very well today. Um, and also, too, you know, like I said, we're watching Shafla here on 16 uh, putting, but uh, and he's he's really the only guy on the course who's got much uh, connection. He actually just made the putt for for Birdie, so he goes to three under on a long putt. So he might be a guy who could be a, a dark horse coming in. But you know, I, w- I want to steer into the um, a guy who a lot of people liked, but just because he was, the fact he was a first timer, um, a lot of people weren't thinking about him. Will Zalatoris to be he was one under. Um, standing on 11 tee box and finishes a six under. You, you know how he played the par fives today? Uh, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Par, 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 par. Two under on the par threes today. Two under on the par fours today. Even on the par fives. It was a pretty special round from Zalatoris. And what I've been shocked about the first two days, Zalatoris is not a good putter. All the analytics say he's not a good putter. You watch him putt. He doesn't look like a good putter. And he is rolling the rock and has been for two days. He's birdied 12 twice on a couple of long-range putts. Uh, You know, 14 and 17, he's hit some nice putts over the last two days. So I am shocked at how well he's putting the ball. I will say this. One interesting thing about Augusta, especially this year, is that those greens are really firm and crispy and fast. So with his little short little pop stroke, you know, he can make that short stroke and start if he gets it started on the right line, it's going to get to the hole maybe as opposed to greens that are playing a little slower. Uh, So that might actually help him out that the greens are a little faster this week on the greens. But where he makes up all his shots is ball striking. I mean, ball striking, he's literally one of the best on tour already. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely one of the best. And also one of the best, Diffie Ford Lincoln. They've been selling cars and trucks to Oklahomans for 66 years. To last that long in the automobile business, you have to treat people like family, and that is exactly what the Diffie team prides itself on. So come on by and check out the new 2021 Ford F-150 or the all-new Lincoln Navigator. The Diffie team will always have your best interest at heart. They also carry one of the best selections of pre-owned vehicles in the state. So if you hate the typical car dealer hassle and are looking for a different experience on your next vehicle purchase, give the Diffies a call and feel free to ask for Lane Diffie. That's right. You can deal directly with the owner. Diffie Ford Lincoln, 15 minutes west of the Metro on I-40 in El Reno. Uh, Gentlemen, Justin Thomas had a great round today going. One over yesterday. It was really a grind for him yesterday afternoon in tough conditions. And then today he was absolutely lighting it up. Six birdies, no bogeys. Then he three putts from about 25, 30 feet on 18. He misses a four-footer, lips it out to the right. Uh, So I know that he's going to be disappointed that his round ended that way. But with JT at four and Spieth at five, we're looking like we could have a little spring break reunion party with JT and Spieth on Sunday if both these guys are still there. Yeah, you know the interesting thing? I was actually talking about this with Mike Steely on the Mike Steely Show in Tulsa this morning. Justin Thomas, to start the to start today was eight shots back. Tiger was seven back in the first round in 2005. JT was actually six back after the first round of the 2012 or 2012 PGA when he won. Uh, and then 2017. Or, yeah, 2017. 2017. What I say? 2012. My bad. 2017 PGA. Uh, and then and then he was seven shots back after 36 this year at the Players. Uh, so he loves to come from behind. Uh, and, and so what I and now he's only three shots back going into tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, behind uh, behind Rose, who's at seven under. So I mean, Justin's 
uh, Justin Thomas said Justin Speed. That'd be a hell of a golfer. Justin but uh, <laughs> but uh, Justin Thomas, you know, um, he's coming up the leaderboard. And if if I was going to put a live bet in right now, I might put it on Justin Thomas. I mean, he was my pick to win at the beginning of the week. I know I wanted to run out JT and Speed in the one and done, but I used Speed at freaking Austin a couple of weeks ago, thinking he might get a win at home. Y'all, you both have Spieth in the one and done. Taylor, I know your other pick was Kucher. He's going to miss the cut. Sam, who's your other pick in the one and done? Spieth and Rom. Spieth and Rom. And okay, Rom, so Rom's going to make the cut. Rom has been, you know, he's disappointed me a little bit. Uh, let's see what Rom is at now after number sixteen. Does anyone have that in front of him? I think him? Rom um, he's is one over. One over. Okay, so yeah. he parred sixteen. Man, it, he needs a birdie or two coming in. I mean, seven back going with 36, uh, and that would be at even par. He, right now, he's nine back. Uh, that's a lot of ground to make up. I, I'm a little disappointed in his round today because uh, what I saw out of his game yesterday, everything looked solid. He's just not making as many birdies as everybody else. Yep, JT's looking good right now. I've got JT and Morikawa this week in the one and done. Morikawa, 69 today. Nice. He's at two under uh, and in a T12 in this event. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break, come back on the other side? We've got a lot more to get to. I want to get to biggest surprises of the first two days as well as biggest disappointments of the first two days. We'll do that. I also want to talk about the stretch of holes today, four, five, and six and just how brutal that was for these guys at Augusta National. So a lot more still to come here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. The Masters is in full swing. The Azaleas are in full bloom. Augusta National looks absolutely perfect. The golf course playing incredibly, incredibly difficult over the first two days. Leading score seven under. Don't think they wanted it to get to 20 again. Gentlemen, let's talk about holes four, five, and six today, which, by the way, friend of the show, Scott Verplank, doing a great job on Masters.com with the coverage on holes four, five, and six. Guys, I, I saw somebody earlier today on Twitter said that they need to have a hospitality tent in between 6 green and 7 tee so that guys can hydrate and get a banana after they play those three holes. I mean, 4 is playing brutally long with a rock-hard green. Number 5 is playing, I mean, the pin position there today, everything runs away. And the number 6, it looks like, you know how sometimes on a miniature golf course, you'll get a hole where they just put the hole on top of like a little pyramid and you have to get it exactly right to keep it up there? That's about what the pin was like on number 6 today. And I, I don't know, whoever wants to hop in here can go ahead, but I don't know how you play number six except to do it what Xander Schauffele did and just stick it in there to about six inches. Yeah, that pin's impossible, huh? You almost got to aim right of it, you know, and because if you aim left, you're going to have a 45-footer. See what DJ did, though? Yeah. 
DJ put it on the right fringe. And then you putted it. And yeah. then putted it down yeah. the hill and then right. two putt from down there for four. No, you just got to be so accurate on that shot. I, I want to talk about four for a sec, though. All the greens look burnt out and crispy, but four looks extra burnt out yeah. and crispy. And and so I think that that's actually the easiest pin on number four is that back middle pin. And, uh, and those guys weren't even getting close to that. No, no. I mean, it's the, the way that... It, it's Augusta at its finest, in my opinion, because, you know, like we've seen, you know, everyone's kind of messing up, and they get into the back nine, and we've seen a lot of birdies on the par fives. We've seen uh, people take advantage just uh, right here. Another guy hit it close on 17. That's John so, Rom. John Rom, yeah, yep. so that that's oh, good for him. Nice. Yeah, you need that. And, you know, um, one thing that is fairly interesting, I can't remember the exact amount of years, but I know it was at least five, they said. Um, the last five years, maybe even going back further, um, the leader after 30 or the winner of the tournament after 36 holes has been within four strokes of the lead going into Saturday. It's a lot of guys. And, and so that would, that would put everyone who's at minus three uh, or better in that category. And, you know, there's, there's some guys in there who you probably wouldn't expect like burn. Weisberger had a really good round today, 66, I believe. And, uh, you know, but people aren't going to really be looking at him. Um, hopefully Siwoo Kim brought a spare putter to use. So, yeah. be, or he's going to yeah. be putting with fairway wood. He can go to Dick's or golf galaxy or something tonight. Scoop yeah. him one up. Maybe he's just feeling confident. Maybe he just says, I'm, I'm, feel, I'm putting good with this three wood and he's yeah. going to use it. Or maybe he'll switch to the belly wedge tomorrow. Siwoo's the people's champ for making par <laughs> on those last four holes with a three wood. I've got Siwoo in a couple places this week as a contrarian play. He's going to make me some money if he keeps making birdies and putting with a three-wood. And Siwoo, you know, he broke his putter uh, without even hitting a putt yet on 15. He was still mad about the three-putt on 14. Uh, But real quick, before I forget, you mentioned that... uh, You mentioned that... I'm sorry, that's just so funny. I can't (laughs) stop laughing. He hadn't even hit a putt yet on 15. He was still mad from something that happened 20 minutes ago. (laughs) And if you haven't seen the video... Have y'all seen the video? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I mean, he... Turf tomahawked it. it. Yeah. Yes. It I wonder. Was, I wonder how Augusta feels about him taking his anger out. By the way, apparently he's got a little bit of a, a short fuse because Chesson Hadley got on Twitter and said that one time they were in the same group at TPC Scottsdale and you know 15 there, the Island Green par five. Yeah. He said Siwoo Kim hit his second shot on 15 onto the green and then tomahawk threw his five wood into the water. I love that because he he did not he was not pleased with where he hit the ball. I love it. Yeah, I, I love I, it. I, I do too. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> let, let the anger out and then make it up on the next shot. Unfortunately, yeah. like um like Siwoo, he couldn't use the same equipment next time. So <laughs> yeah. he had to, he had to use a little bit of switch up. Tita, real quick, you mentioned that stat about uh, has come from four back, right? Well, be, from the start of the day, uh, the stat was the last ten winners have come from eight back on the first day. Uh, but this year, I think have come from less than eight back, less than eight back day. on yes. the first day. Yes. Uh, and so, I, I think that that stat is uh, a little different this year because of how hard the course is playing and how fast and firm the greens are. I think and if they don't get any rain this weekend, uh, especially your stat might uh, might not hold up as well as in the past, like with the soft conditions. I think that uh, guys at the top, uh, such as Zalatoris, Harmon, or Justin Rose, could very easily drop back a little easier than when it was soft conditions, especially in November. Yeah, no, I I'm, and, and also, too, you look at the guys down there who are, who are around that area. Victor Hovland finished strong to get up, up into minus one, so I know that, um, you know, whenever you finish the round strong, you're going to have a chance. Uh, Colby, your pick, Morikawa, minus two. 
Um, Cameron Smith, a popular pick. He's minus two up there. Um, um, Cam Smith had it to minus five after his eagle on 13. He hits it to about eight inches off the tee on 12. And then he hits a second shot to two feet, 11 inches on 13, goes birdie eagle, and then he just starts backpedaling, lays up on 15, and then spins his wedge in the water. So, yeah, he, he could have been a lot lower. You know, on, on the same lines, um, another popular pick, uh, Dark Horse, number nine player in the world, Webb Simpson, was four under after three holes. Shout out and, Woody. And he ends up finishing two over. So, I mean, that's a guy that a lot of people liked and ended up not coming part but you know i'll say this right so i think someone who's in a really good spot here guys is and i know that the caddy's friend of the show scott tway but brian Harmon's games look pretty solid i think he's played the he's playing the course smart i don't know if y'all saw him on 15 today but he literally basically laid up a chip he, he was long of the green and basically hit it out to where he would have to chip again because he didn't want to take on the pin. He, he pretty much he was close to the pond on 16, and he basically hit it up to the fringe on purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, that's playing smart. Took and the I, water out of play. And, you know, like to your point, Sam, if the course, if they decide to keep letting it firm up and letting it get even harder than it is now, I think that that strategy will play in. And, you know, one thing, too, is that, you know, I – with Rose talking about the way his game was, I know he rebounded today, but if he's not super confident, is he going to be able to hit the shots in the back nine on Sunday? We'll see. I, I mean, it, I, it, he's, he's got the most birdies on the back nine of any player yet. What I'm more worried about with Rose is can he get off to a decent start? Two over through seven on his round yesterday, three over through seven on his round today, and then he kind of got hot both days. Just real quick while we're talking about the course conditions, I pulled up the uh, weather report for Augusta. Chance of rain kicks in at about six o'clock tomorrow evening, so that we could still have a few groups left on the course. Keep in mind, right now it's 636 uh, whenever we're recording this local time at Augusta with the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, so some sorts could kick up while they're on the course, and then there's about a between a 40 and 50% chance of rain for about five hours tomorrow evening into the night at Augusta. So I think tomorrow we could see it play really firm and fast again. And then maybe if they do get that rain tomorrow, especially if it rains for three, four hours, then it'll soften up significantly for Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but it's all going to depend on also uh, if they if they have to play in the rain as well. If there's lightning, then they're yeah. not going to have to play in the rain. Uh, Can and, you imagine and, leading the Masters and you got to come back out Sunday morning to play two holes oh, at, man. at, yeah. seven, uh, at 6.45 oh, in the morning? Exactly. When Tiger won in 2005, he had to play more than two holes, but he came out Sunday yeah. morning and finished out his third round. He finished, what, uh, six under or something on the last seven what holes. What hole do you have he, to start back on on Sunday? Do you remember? Uh, I think 11, may have been 12. Yeah. I'm not sure. Somewhere yeah. around there. because um, no, it might, no, it was earlier than that because he birdied 10. Um, so, yeah, it was somewhere around there. Late in the yeah. front nine, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I know uh, he caught five. One more thing about tough starting holes is five actually took over uh, number 11 for the toughest hole today, um, or for the tournament. Five was nasty back over today. today. That pin, uh, if you heard Scott Verplank, he had the call on four, five, and six, and he was saying that that pin uh, is a little bit in a different spot from where they normally put it over there on the left side of the green, and so he was saying these guys might not be quite as familiar uh, with that pin, and he was showing uh, where all the balls gathered to at the front of that green, uh, and then at the back of the green that guys still weren't making pars, uh, that they were still three-putting to that. It was a little, a little bit on an anthill, not quite as much as uh, number six, but still kind of on its own little anthill, and guys were le- – they, they, they couldn't get their lag putts up there into stone dead, you know, and so they were having three and four footers that they didn't necessarily know the break, and no. they were and they were, they were three putting. Uh, a couple guys, before we get to our uh, uh, surprises, I just want to talk about with you all real quick, our, uh, our Finau. Uh, I want to talk about Finau, and I want to talk uh, 
uh, about Harmon uh, real quick because we haven't really gotten to them. Finau, what a round today. Uh, four under uh, – or sorry, six under, four under total. Uh, Finau, you know, on the back nine, he had it rolling, T-Dub. Yeah, no, he's he's got his ball striking down. A um, couple times yesterday on 17 and today on 18, he had what we like to refer to, guys, as the daylight stroke. As you take it back, as soon as you see a little bit of grass, you, you hit the putt. And so he would – he 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 left two five-footers short of the hole. And the, the putt that he hit on 18, I mean – that's it was bad. It was and, it was yeah. hard to watch. And, and you know the thing about that to show is that that that's timidness, right? I mean, if right. you leave a five footer short, you're you're scared of it. And if that keeps going on into the weekend, I, I think he, he's going to be there because his ball striking is really good right now. But if he keeps getting that daylight stroke going, I'm I'm I don't know if if he'll be able to capitalize on the opportunities that he gives him. So well, we we know he's not going to win. Yeah. So hey, very true. Yeah, he gets I mean, he gets second. Very I mean, seriously, <laughs> silver medal is. Yeah. Silver medal is the peak. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. One more guy throw in there, T-Dub. Give me your thoughts on DeShambo today, too. Ooh. Man, uh, you know, he, he shot his par. He shot even par. 67. He finally was able to get to even par. Maybe he'll be able to break par at some point. Uh, after he <laughs> shot a nine over par 76 yesterday. Yeah, very very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, that, that's like you, like we've been saying, the golf gods are going to come back and uh, bite you in the rear end. You keep saying stuff like that. Um, but no, it, maybe it's a sign that he's starting to get it figured out. We know, same thing happened yesterday guys is what happened last year that distance control was just absolutely atrocious and it seems like he got it somewhat figured out today to be able to get to five under and you know like i said we mentioned you know the stat earlier about being within four shots but i there's a lot of guys down here even even a good ball striker like Corey connors who's two under i, I think he I, might have a dark horse chance to get up there and um hovland with how he finished was good you know um, who's tied with the shambo at one under hovland who Oh, who is it? Who is it? I don't know where it's at. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Matt Jones got it to one under. He got it to one under. He was like four over Let's at one point, his card. I thought. Uh, well, he eagled number two today. Both Matt number Jones. six. Matt Jones. <laughs> Matt Jones. And then he birdied 10 and 17 and wow, got it to one under for 10? the tournament. How about a birdie on 10? Matt Jones. Matt Jones. 17, too. Matt Jones. Oh, absolutely brilliant stuff from Matt Jones. Why don't we do our uh, biggest surprises and biggest disappointments? I'll start first. My biggest surprise of the week, guy that totally came out of left field for me, I thought he'd be closer to Sandy Lyle than he was to the lead. Mark Leishman has not been playing good golf. He, he just has not been playing good golf. He seems much more interested in mowing his lawn and brewing his beer than he does in, in playing golf. And yet he comes out this week looking like he's put on a couple pounds, just a big old Australian kangaroo, and he shoots 67 today. I mean, I am stunned that Mark Leishman has done what he's done over the first two days. I think he was three under through four yesterday and three under through four today. He birdied that, his first three today. Well, yeah. and, and he birdied one yesterday. I, I I haven't looked this up, but I guarantee he's the only guy in the field that's birdied one both days. You know, yesterday he actually shot a 39 on the back nine, yeah. uh, but then came right back out and, and birdied his first three, so then he's right back in it, and then bogey's 11, but then birdie's 12, 13, and 15. The whole... I mean, 12, you don't have to birdie, you know what I mean? But what the holes you have to play good are 12, 13, 15. And, and, and he did that today. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, my biggest surprise, guys, th- you talk about a guy coming out of left field had not been playing good golf. I'm going to read off the recent finishes to guys and tell me if you would have ever thought this guy would have been in, in the top 10 of the leaderboard. 34th, miscut, miscut, 
uh, 48th miscut, 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 31st in a field of only 40 people, uh, and 19th at last year's Masters was, has been his best finish. That's Cameron Champ. I was going to yeah. say, I'll guess, I'll guess. Cameron Champ, uh, for a long time, he won a stretch of like seven tournaments in a row where he was losing strokes with his putter, and this week he's putted okay. He's been good. He actually leads the field in driving distance. It's not Bryson. Uh, Cameron Champ's averaging 333.3 off the team. Scott Verplank actually called him the most impressive player he saw go through four, five, and six today. Uh, you know, he uh, hit a great shot on number four with a, a great long iron to really, you know, what was it, like four feet? Yeah, it was you know? awesome. And then uh, on number five, he just – Excuse he, me. He went birdie see. par birdie on, on four, number five, six. six. Number six. six so then number two six, under he, when everyone else he hit is another two great over. shot. Yeah. And Scott Verplank made it made a comment and he said that's ball control right there. That's pro stuff. And he and he and he said that he's feeling it right now. And and he was playing, uh, you know, with was he playing with Wolf and Day? I think right. Who, and, who are a combined twenty and, over and for so the week? Scott Verplank made a good point that he was impressed that uh, Cameron Champ was kind of doing his own thing because sometimes. Groups can get that bad mojo going, uh, so it was really impressive that even with Day and Wolf both blowing up, uh, Wolf. We're talking about disappointments. Talk about Wolf being 11, 11 over. I, I mean, that was brutal uh, by Wolf this week. But, uh, but you know, Cameron Champ sticking to his guns and 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 really grinding out that uh, that uh, to finish it four under for the tournament, four under on the day as so is well. So that, uh, is that your biggest surprise, is Cam Champ? No, my biggest surprise this week is Brian Harmon and Jose Maria Olathabal. Jose's a good one. Jose Maria Olathabal making the cut. Uh, I would have to look up what his prior, uh, you know, history is at Augusta in the recent years. Obviously, won there back in the day. Uh, but Jose Maria, you know, at two over, going to make the cut this week. That's really impressive. And then Brian Harmon, uh, not necessarily a huge surprise because if the match play was a stroke play event, he would have won going away, uh, but still pretty impressive from the little guy, Brian Harmon. He might be one of those guys that benefited from it playing really firm and fast. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like I said, I, I really like his chances going in, into this weekend. Um, who, who wants to lead off the biggest, surpri- um, biggest uh, surprise? D- disappointment? Disappointment, I mean, I, sorry. I've got it. I mean, uh, I've got it pulled up right in front of me. Unless this guy birdies 18, he's going to miss the cut. And that's the number one player in the world, the defending champ, the record holder for lowest score to par ever at the Masters. It's Dustin Johnson. Well, I, 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 can really, go, I can go ahead and tell you that he bogeys 18, so he is missing the cut. He, he bogeyed 18. Okay, so yeah. he's going to bogey 17 and 18 wow, to miss the cut to by miss two. The cut. And he, that's, he, he was two under through 15 as well. And that's just, I mean, that's brutal or maybe that, or was that, for 14. Dustin Johnson. I would imagine that that's going to uh, hurt a lot of people this week with their picks. I'm sure maybe some people ran him out in their one-and-done pools, whatever the case may be. You, you usually stay away from those defending champs at majors. Obviously, every now and then a guy like Kepko will go out and win back-to-back. But usually it just doesn't work out that way. And just a, a bad week for DJ. Just bad golf. Even par today on the front nine. But then a, a four-over, make that a three-over par back nine. His only birdie on the back nine is the, uh, the birdie that he made on 12 when he hit it into about four feet. So I, I got to tell you, you know, Rory was, was rough. Kepka's rough, but he's got the knee. Cantlay was rough. But I think to me, the biggest disappointment is the number one player in the world coming out and missing the cut by bogeying the last two holes. Yeah, I, 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 I would have to agree that when the number one player doesn't make the cut. And, you know, what's funny is that, you know, prognosticating on our preview show, I thought, oh, fit, top 15 ties to make the cut. You know, there's 88 players. You've got your amateurs. You've got your uh, elderly gentlemen. So you're thinking, oh, Okay, well, I mean, you're going to have to play really bad, and so I'm having a tough time trying to find a hard, uh, 
biggest disappointment because there's a lot of them. I mean, a lot of big names missed the cut. I mean, my, one of my picks, Kuchar, missed the cut by one. I mean, it's that's not going to be the most popular pick, but obviously that was the one that hurt me the most. Um, a lot of people like Sergio this week, guys. He got it to one over at one point in time. He finished at four over, yeah. uh, missed the cut. Kuchar um, four over as well. That was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. A lot of people, especially not necessarily in the one and done, but DraftKings because he was so cheap. So he was only sixty eight hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. and um, then, he was the, the our DraftKings lineups we did. I mean. A couple different pulls, but the lineup we did on the podcast, Kuchar was my only missed cut. You know, yeah, same. You know, well, it, if Berger makes the cut, Berger parred fifteen, but he damn. birdied sixteen. Did he really? Yep. So he's at three over on the week. He needs to finish par par to make the cut. All right. You know, so j- just reading off a couple more. You know, you could even throw Bernhard Langer out there. He was two over yesterday. And she's five over today. Missed yep. cut. I mean, you know, he he had a chance to beat his own record last year of being the oldest person to make the cut at the Masters. <laughs> that would have been kind of baller. But you know, just to not be the same as you, Colby, I'll go with with someone different. And, and before I, I I say who it is, I want to point out Sung Jae was minus two through eight holes and finished thirteen over for thirty six holes. So I mean, <laughs> that's it goes, not great. It's a little that, disappointing. That that's goes, not great. So that 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 technically could be the biggest disappointment, but. When you talk about just overall game, I'm going to Cantlay. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a, top, a top well. ten player in the world, and he shot he shot seven over yesterday and, and shot eight over today. Never really had a chance. Um, every shot I saw wasn't really particular. I saw yesterday on 16, he pretty much laid the sod over and, whoa, whoa. and hit it right in the middle of the pond. I, I'm sorry, boys, but I just looked on the on the leaderboard. Uh, it just put a DQ next to Matt Wolf's name. A D. Did he sign an incorrect scorecard? I don't know. Here, y'all go go on with what you were saying, Tyler, and I'll look up what's happening with Wolf. Yeah, and I, I, I was just trying to, you know, make my point about Cantlay is that they, I wouldn't have thought someone as solid as his game would have would have played this bad. I mean, I could understand being a couple over par, maybe flirt with that cut line. Um, one of you know, I'll, I'll go with this too. Is it's not a disappointment, but a surprising thing. But I'm actually surprised Phil made the cut. I really am. I know he made it on the number, but if I would have had to pick, I, I didn't think that he, he was going to play very well this week. Yeah, so let's go uh, back to the Matthew Wolf news. And I mean, he was 11 over. It's not going to end up being a big deal. Honestly, he was so much over par, he probably just wasn't paying attention. I would doubt that there was anything malicious here. But statement from tournament headquarters, following his second round, Matthew Wolf returned a scorecard with a whole score lower than he actually made on hole 17. He was subsequently disqualified under rule 3.3B. So Matthew Wolf signed an incorrect scorecard, signed for a lower score than he made on 17. Not the difference in him playing the weekend. Like I said, he was 11 over. It was probably just he wasn't paying attention. He was frustrated. I doubt it was malicious. But uh, Matthew Wolf DQ'd from the Masters. I... I I think moving forward, he'd rather have his past results read MC than DQ because then he has to answer questions about it, but just kind of is what it is. What, what is it about Augusta uh, being rule sticklers towards the local guys? I yeah, mean, I mean I, uh, does someone there hate Oklahoma? So you, were going, you were going can't lay with your disappointment, right? Yeah. So we can move on to Abe answer? Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, does that cost him? Do you get money for just getting into the Masters? You do not. No, okay. you, you I don't do, believe you, so. You I know you do cut. in the U.S. Open. You get 10000 for just showing up. Oh, if really? If you're a pro. I yeah. didn't know that. So If you're a pro, yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk Abe Answer real quick. Because Abe Answer yesterday, I mean, both of the uh, both of the releases that the Masters tournament has had to make after the end of the rounds, one and two, have been about local guys. And yesterday, it was Abe Answer who was penalized two shots for grounding his club in the bunker prior to hitting his third shot on 15. Now, grounding his club is a very subjective way to say that because what he did essentially, I mean, by the way, whoever had the camera angle on it, I mean, look, Augusta has more cameras than anywhere. We've got angles of everything everywhere, so we shouldn't be shocked that they had a close-up. 
but you can see he's got his wedge behind the ball and he does like four or five little just kind of bobbles as he gets ready to hit it. He takes the club away, he hits the shot. As he takes the club away, it's not it's not drastic. You can't see sand fly. There's nothing crazy, but you can tell that there's just one little like gathered part of sand right behind his ball, very small, and when he takes the club away, you can see that that is no longer there and it is now flat. So yes, by rule, that is a two-stroke penalty. I, I don't think there's any way Abraham Answer could have possibly known in the moment that his club touched sand there, going back. There's no possible way. You couldn't even do that if you were trying. Uh, that's one of the dumb rules of golf where, it, to me, if it's unintentional, uh, it shouldn't be a penalty. And it, even if you did it like hard and unintentionally, recreate the lie. I don't, I don't agree with this, like – not grounding the club in the bunker when you can now ground your club in the hazard. That makes no sense to me, or in the penalty area, as they call them now. Uh, and and just to speak on Wolf real quick, you know, that it's another one of those dumb rules. Why do they have to sign scorecards at Augusta National? I 100% mean, it, it, agree. Those are 20, two of the it's 2021. Yeah. That, a good point. You can literally click on the website and watch every single shot that they hit. Yeah. You could go in and count it. I mean, it's, uh, it's fairly simple. But, Abe, real quick, is... You know, I don't like that rule again, too, because not every player has a super slow-mo camera right on the back of their ball. Exactly. And, and I don't think that that's fair. So Exactly, yeah. No, and we've mentioned this um, whenever the Patrick Reed deal came up. When Whenever you don't have cameras on everyone, it makes it so subjective. But, you know, I, I don't want to get down the, a, hu- a huge rules rabbit hole here. I just want to shout out, Abe Manser, for getting that penalty and able to go out and shoot 69 today to get back to even par. I mean, technically, guys, I mean, we've, we've made the, um, you know, the four-shot four, four shot comment, but even par, seven shots back of, of – uh, you know, Rose and I, I, like I said, I like Carmen's chances, but Zalatoris being a first-time guy, I mean, he's not out of it by any stretch of the match. Yeah, I mean, look, shoots yeah. five under tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think Abe's going to win the Masters. I don't think if he wouldn't have gotten penalized, he would have won the Masters. A lot of toughness today to go out, battle back because I mean, that took him from seventy-three to seventy-five yesterday, put him right on the cut line. So if he if he were to go out and shoot one over this afternoon, this morning, whenever he played, then he would have missed the cut. So that was good stuff from Abe Answer. That's just rules of golf sneaking up on you. Uh, all hey, right, fellas, definitely root for him today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely I did not want him to miss the cut. I, I, I especially didn't want him to miss the cut by one or two shots because that would have been just excruciating now, yeah. for and him. Now, I mean, just real quick because I didn't uh, say it, you know, th- those two shots are huge. I mean, with where, where Abe Answer is sitting right now, uh, he's at even par, right, for the tournament? Correct. You know, seven back. Five backs a lot easier to come back from in 36 and 7. Yeah, there's, no there's doubt, no doubt I mean, about that. I mean, the guys at two under, Corey Connors, Colin Morikawa, Ryan Palmer, and Cam Smith, the only guys at two under, whereas there's about 9, 10, 11 guys uh, at even par. Michael Thompson's in there. Uh, Bobby Mack is in there. So, uh, all right, fellas, before we get out of here, we've got two. I mean, we picking different winners than we picked at the beginning of the week. I said on Tuesday I'll take Justin Thomas to win. I'm going to tell you on Friday I'll take Justin Thomas to win. Four under, three off the lead. I think it's his year. Who y'all got? I would have to. I I I was flirting between JT and Speed. I, I believe, if I'm correct, my my official pick was JT to win. Um, I, I had that Tiger effect in there, which so I'll go ahead and stick with it. Um, I would love for Speed to win just for the one and done purposes. You, you think it's one of those two though? I, I do. Yes, I I, I do I, too. I um, you know, and I'll be honest with you guys. I I don't. Don't throw out Zalatoris and Harmon. I know, I know that um, Harmon's not the biggest name out there to to a lot of people, but he's been playing such good golf lately. Zalatoris ball striking, if he can keep his focus in there, I think he could be right there. And I think that he may have a chance to break Fuzzy's record. I mean, I it, it would not shock me if he won. It would shock me. I'm throwing out Zalatoris. I won't throw out Harmon, but I'll throw out Zalatoris. 
I, I just, and my logic is, I don't think someone who putts the way he putts consistently can putt for two more days with all the weekend pressure at Augusta like he's putted Thursday and Friday. And just the first-timer thing, I, I don't think it happens. Uh, so I'm going to throw him out. But if it does, I'll give you a ton of credit for, yeah. for leaving him in there on a Friday. Well, I'll stick with one of my one-and-done speeds. Obviously, I picked Rom to win the tournament, but I'll go with my other one-and-done speed. Uh, and then another guy uh, that I put in my DraftKings that I really like is Cameron Smith uh, sitting at – two under total uh, lurking back there in 13th place obviously has some great history on the course so Cam Smith is another guy that uh, might be lurking coming Sunday I like that did you already give yours Colby uh, yeah JT uh, oh, and then you, you I, I think JT, it'll be yeah. JT or Spieth but I would lean Justin Thomas All right, here, here's where I so want no show. one went fee now uh, no, are we, not. Uh, do we want to talk about who's going to finish second? Yeah, the silver <laughs> medal, they get or, out or there like, on the podium. Like T4, maybe? I think Finau's a great candidate for a T4. H- here's what I was going to ask you guys. Scroll down the leaderboard. Go to the guys that are one over or worse, so one to three over. Give me a name out of, the, out of that group who you think can make a run tomorrow on Saturday, which everyone says is moving day. Go out and shoot like a nice little seven under 65 potentially and get themselves up there. Jose Maria Olatabo. <laughs> what if he did? I'll go – man, that's a tough question. I'll go Paul Casey. He, he still likes this course. He still plays well at Augusta. Uh, I think he's actually still on the course or maybe just finishing up. Maybe He's on one, 18. Maybe one hole to go. Yeah, he's on 18 at one over. So I'll go Paul Casey if a guy that, that low was to make a run. I'll go I'll go uh I'll go Reed uh and then Boo. I will go I'll, I'll go Hatton and Scheffler definitely have a good chance to throw a low one at him too. I I was going to say Reed too. He's he's one over on 18 so if he birdies um whatever. I'm Webb Simpson another popular pick. I I think he has a good chance. Um guy at 3 over who I think is going to have a really good day tomorrow. Um and I don't know are are you able to bet on the low round of the day? On, on your sports books? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I, think, I don't so. think that you are. I'd have to go look. That'd be somewhere in the weeds. Well, if, if you are able to find a low round of the day bet, I, I would... I would be willing to lay a little bit of coin on Jason Kokrak tomorrow. Really? He'll yeah. be teeing off early. Teeing uh, off. He's at three over. Now... The wind will be much lower tomorrow morning than it will be in the afternoon. Yeah, and, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I was just going to say. I mean, he, he was playing really good golf yesterday. He shot one under in that uh, in that months or not monsoon, but um, horrible conditions out there for um, you know for scoring at least. And so I, I I think out of those guys, just try to be slightly contrarian. I think Kokrak goes out and shoots at least four under tomorrow, maybe even a little better. Yeah, another guy that I picked in that two two over range is Paul Casey. I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention your boy Christian Bezadenhut. Uh, Christian Bezadenhut, I mean, he's uh, he shot two under on Thursday, and I mean, that's I was I was about to say that, that I didn't pick him in the match play, but I pick him every week, and then now he's going to be top five in a major, but end up shooting four over today to finish it at two over, about, so he kind of went in the opposite direction. How about Henrik Stinson back from the dead? Man, um, I saw a deal. He got um, he didn't put the exact same old three wooden play because the head cracked, but he went and found a, an old replica of the uh, the Diablo Edge thirteen degree that he had. So that baby is back in the bag because there's for some reason he can't find another three wood that works anything like it. So best three wood of the week, Siwoo Kim's, no doubt about it. Siwoo Kim, more very multi purpose, more three. more bang for your buck. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife in Siwoo Kim's bag. Also, we're we're seeing a lot of uh, of good for the brand claw. Uh, grips out there this week. We got we Justin Rose. We got Zalatoris, uh, Cameron Champ. Uh, a bunch of guys are out there Siwoo. using the claw. Siwoo. Siwoo. I mean, when he had a putter. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, 
Was he still using the claw when he? I don't think he was still using the claw when he put it with the three wood. Use it with a uh, with a round grip. That would feel. You could. Weird. I mean, you could. It'd but I'm weird. saying it'd feel weird. I mean, putting with a three would be would be weird. That's why you shouldn't snap the shaft of your putter whenever you you're in the top wedge. five at Augusta. What, what, what club would you? I would use a sixty. Man, it, it's. I, I think a lot of it depends on what greens you're playing. So if we yeah, were playing at, at Augusta, I, I would probably do the belly wedge because you can kind of. I feel like you can control the speed oh, better. See, if I thought playing, you were saying the opposite. I thought you were going to say that the belly wedge puts a little top spin on it. Well, so, yeah, for me, like so I would go three wood. Three, three wood kind of puts a little top spin on it too, though. Yeah, because well, yeah. like for me, one shot I've been putting in the, in the play lately is a little hybrid putt from off the green. Like if you're on a bare line, and a little a short, Todd Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, a little, little Todd Hamilton action. And so if I did it that would if I was playing on slower greens I would use my hybrid because it can kind of get a little bit of a pop in there and you're and I'm already used to that yeah um but if I was playing on these fast Augusta greens I'm gonna belly it just because like you said I just feel like I could control the speed better see if, I'd be I, worried about trying to belly like a three-footer with a wedge because you definitely can't claw it and I'm yeah, yeah I mean it still <laughs> might the well, still well, might come hey, in who says you can't claw it <laughs> well, me I wouldn't claw a belly wedge <laughs> one thing one thing too about the uh, about the fairway wood that makes it tougher is that you're standing so much taller than you are with the putter. Yeah. And further you know. away from the ball. And By the way, I've done this one time. I broke my putter. They used to call me Slam and Sammy back in high school. Well done, would, sir. Yeah, I mean, I would break some clubs. To, let me tell you. Well done. But, uh, need both. but <laughs> no, I did it actually one time back in the day, but I actually anchored my driver. But that was when that was legal. <laughs> That's <laughs> how, how did it work? Uh, I'm, I mean, I don't remember. Decent, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of a very average. I just I remember imagine. that it broke, and nice. that's what I did, yeah. Nice, well done. Uh, gentlemen, we've got two more good days of golf on the horizon, and someone will be donning the green jacket on Sunday afternoon. Is the absolute best week of the year in the world of golf, and I cannot wait to see how it all plays out, hopefully in my favor if we have any luck whatsoever. Gentlemen, a lot of fun. Remember to head over to GolfOklahoma.org. This is the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. And coming up, we will have a bunch of good stuff coming in May. We've got college regionals. We've got the Senior PGA. Sam, is the Senior PGA Preview Edition out now of Golf Oklahoma Magazine? It is not quite out. Maybe Soon. next week. Yeah. Soon. Yep. Uh, so keep an eye out for also, that. Also, quick shout out to OU Golf. They went and won and beat Florida State yes. in Florida down in Naples, Florida. We didn't mention that on the last pod. It was still going on. Oh, you know oh. issue. Both wins in the last week. Oklahoma Christian won as well. I want to shout them out. All yeah, right, so absolutely. I'm going speed. You're going... I'm going JT. I'll, st- I'll stick with JT, but I'd love to see Spieth because of the one and done. I think we all think it's going to be JT or Spieth, so we'll see if Rose or somebody else can prove us wrong. Thanks for listening to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.